0: Welcome to Dietitians Uncorked, a podcast hosted by Kat and Kelly, two registered dietitians who co founded Nutriving, a virtual nutrition practice. We talk all things food, nutrition, life, and of course, wine. This is a judgment free zone where all foods fit
1: and all bodies are welcome. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to all our listeners. Kat and I are so excited to finally be recording again, I'm back with you for another episode of Dietitians Uncorked. We like to take a few breaks here and there throughout the year, and around the holidays, Kat and I were both very busy with you know normal holiday stuff. We've also been having a lot of clients, which is really good and really exciting, but that's why we had a little a little bit of a break in terms of podcast recording. So Kat, I know I'm excited to be back recording with you. We have a great episode in store. How are you feeling? Oh, I am so excited. Hello, friends. I've actually had a couple people
0: message me and be like, hey, I love your podcast, but like, is it done? (laughs) And so I'm (laughs) so sorry, I apologize for the unexpected uh, break because I'm pretty sure the last episode that you guys heard said, we'll see you in two weeks, and then turned into um, a couple of months. Hey, you know, that happens. I think that's uh, very relatable in the podcast world, and for everybody else, life gets crazy. But I am really excited to be here and share a little bit, just catch up, share. We do have, and I can promise this, We have a couple of episodes lined up for um, really cool topics and things that I think would be exciting to listen to. So stay tuned
1: for those for real this time. (laughs) Yes, we are working hard for you guys. Um, In terms of our topic today, since Kat and I are kind of coming back from our podcast recording break, we thought it would make sense, kind of be a good topic for Kat and I to share a few things that we've personally been working on in terms of nutrition, just kind of health and wellness in general. Some things that we've been doing that have worked really well, like made us feel good in the hopes that that may inspire you to our, to our listeners to maybe try out one of these things or simply reflect on what's going on in your own life, what's working, what's not working. Sometimes I think we just get so caught up in, you know, the busyness of life that when we don't take time to just acknowledge, you know, this is working or this is not working, we kind of, you know, miss out on that. So hopefully this, if anything, we hope that this episode serves as kind of a reminder to do that for yourself.
0: Yep. Yeah. Also, because we're kind of still, we're in the beginning of the year, which is, usually shortly after a lot of people have nutrition intentions or wellness intentions, and we want to keep it real, right? Like how uh, well or not so well we're doing with some of these things. Um, And as dietitians, I think people assume we have these like perfect systems of nutrition set out and we abide by them at all times. And that's not true. So we're just going to (laughs) share.
1: Yeah keeping it Mm -hmm. real. Um, I can start us off. So I have been taking a supplement, believe (gasps) it or not, for maybe the past month or so. (laughs) (laughs) So it's Chicago, it's winter, tail end of winter, but like still not great weather. Um, I've been going to the doctor for some stuff, got vitamin D level tested among some other things. And like many people, you know, this hemisphere, this time of year, my vitamin D was a little bit lower than where we would like to see it for, you know, life stages and all that. So I started taking a supplement and cat I so my level was not super low, like, It was not low for general population, just like a tab below where my doctor and I would like to see it right now. And so I started taking the supplement, which is a super small pill, very cheap, like easy to find, easy to get. There are a lot of really great brands um, tested and all that. And I have noticed such a big difference on my mood of all things. Like I just feel, even though it's not sunny hasn't been sunny in a while here yet, but I just, I do notice a a really big difference in my mood. And anytime you kind of notice a change like that, I feel like if you're making multiple changes at once, which like most of us are right, we're humans and things are dynamic and always shifting. And sometimes it can be hard to attribute some improvement to one thing or another. So it's hard for me to be like, yes, it's absolutely related to this because there are other things going on as well. But it kind of doesn't seem like a coincidence. You know, I've been taking it for a month or so at this point, and it really has helped. So if you're listening to this and you live in a you know, a colder climate, you're kind of at the tail end of winter like I am, it can be something to think about because, again, it's really accessible, affordable. I would recommend, you know, talking with your healthcare provider instead of just like taking a supplement blindly. I think it's always good to have kind of your baseline, especially because vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. So, although the tolerable upper limit is on the higher side, like there's not a lot of downsides, but I still think it's important to make sure you're talking with a healthcare provider, like see what your level is before just blindly taking, you know, four thousand IU's, which are readily available at the store. So that's where I'm at.
0: I love it. Um, I think you and I differ on this. I'm like, everybody take vitamin D. Don't even get it tested because it's expensive. <laughs> like, just get it done. Uh, but I think it's because also we got to acknowledge that it's just hard to get it from your diet. And as much as we like push, you know, you yeah. and I are like, Diet first. You don't need all these supplements. You pee them out half the time. Of course, I'm with you. I don't. I don't think a higher dose would be important. So if you have access to a healthcare provider, you know, running it by it's a, it's a really great idea actually. But sometimes I do feel like to get it tested, um the test sometimes can cost a lot of money. And if mm-hmm.
1: if you know That's you're not point.
0: getting a lot of sun, and when you you get some sun, you're wearing sunscreen, as you should, because everyone out there should be uh, lathering up in the sunscreen, it, you're likely not going to, you know, meet your, your vitamin D levels. But I love the fact that, you know, for you, you're sharing that you weren't like deficient, but you were lower than what you wanted it to be. You're lower than what you and your doctor wanted it to be. And taking it has actually made a big difference. I mean, that's just really really encouraging i think for people that try these kinds of things um for the first time and uh they're they're trying to figure out whether it's like they they're making it up or it's like a supplement i love that you're sharing that it has done wonders for you that's great
1: yeah yeah it feels really good I mean winter is hard so hard I'm sure many people many of our listeners are experiencing winter as well and I feel like that end of February beginning of March time period like depending on where you are it can just be it could be a dark time you know so any little thing and I think you brought up a good point like you don't There are, you know, 500 IUs or like 1,000 IU capsules that are likely safe for the majority of people to take. But if you want a little bit more of like an individualized recommendation, like, you know, making sure you're not taking too much, etc., like I think getting the serum level in that sense helps. But the overall point of sharing this is that something so little that I was kind of like hesitant to do, I'm so glad that I tried it because it has made a big difference. And I told myself, you know, if I take this for a few months, and I'm like, not noticing anything different, you know, my level, I mean, realistically, my level, I know would probably go up. So I would keep taking it for that reason. But anything that we're trying, I think you can always, it's an experiment, right? Try it out. Give it a go. If it's not working for you, you know, you give it like a a real go, and it's not working, then you just chalk it up, you know, to that's not right for me right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that for you. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I think mean, it's great. Um, for me, so I we're going to be doing an episode on this. So stay tuned because it's actually really exciting. I don't know. I have shared this study a few times with my clients, with my family, with literally anyone who will listen to me about this just because I'm excited about it. Um, and I think it's a way of like having nutrition be gamified, like ha- making it a, a, a game versus something that's like very restrictive mm-hmm. and rules and like it always just feels so repressive. Um, but there was a there was a study, it was done a couple years ago. Um, it was really covering uh, gut health and trying to understand the most diverse gut microbiome that we could achieve and how one might get there. Um, I was recently part of. I I was doing a training, and it was a webinar by a fellow RD who's just. She's kicking butt. She's a health, a gut health, uh, dietitian, and just. Um, I love to be able to pick her brain, but she she brought this study up, and. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil anything because I think. Uh, We can get into the details in our next episode, but uh, one of the things that they, the researchers found and recommend is that people with the most variety of plant foods had the most uh, diverse gut microbiome and the target that they aim for is 30 plant foods a week. And so I have started counting how many I'm actually getting in a week or in a day, and it's been really fun. And I know maybe you're listening and you're like, 30? Like, that is too much. But we count, (laughs) so we not just count fruits and vegetables, but we also count nuts and seeds, and then whole grains, right, Uh, because those are plant foods. Teas, if you're drinking any, any of my tea drinkers out there, or seasonings that you're doing. I'm not. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, is one fourth of a teaspoon really gonna go? <laughs> Does it <for> count? <laughs> um, I don't know. I need to ask my expert. But uh, in general, I think it's really nice because let's say you've had. You've had a great day nutrition-wise. You're having, you know, really nourishing foods, things that you enjoy. And then you've had one of those crummy days where you're like, anything goes and it's just chaotic and just whatever. Um, and if you're, you're trying to keep up with this, at the end of the week sometimes, and I've had a couple weeks where this has happened, I'm at like, I don't know, like uh. 27 and I'm like, okay, I got to find three different, you know, foods that I'm missing from, you know, and then some weeks are really wonderful and I'm already at 30 midway through the week and it just, it's a positive reinforcement. It's something that is kind of fun to count and fun to tell other people. Well, I think it's fun. I don't know that anyone (laughs) think it's fun that I talk about it all the time, but it's, it's a cool exercise and it makes me feel like I'm taking care of my gut.
1: I love that. I know you mentioned that to me a while back and I think our listeners will like that episode a lot. Um, and I listening to you talk about it, I'm going to do it too. I'm going to start counting and tracking and I think that will, yeah, I mean the, the gamify aspect is a really good point. Like sometimes that can be really motivating for people just to have, you know, kind of like a challenge, something different. And also the fact that it's a week, like it's a week by week basis instead of yes. per day. I like that because for many of us, you know, every day looks different. And I think a week time frame is more realistic for many people because you're not gonna have a good day yeah. every day, right? And that's okay. And so that's kind of a good reminder that Hey, even if yesterday was really tough and you had uh, nothing green, you know, today's a new day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also, it makes you think of food as something that is you're building a nourishing um, pattern of eating rather than having this, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think sometimes daily check marks are like, am I getting my grains in? Am I getting enough water? Am I, you know, eating enough protein? It's a good exercise, a good introspective exercise, but having it a week is just can be kind of a game. Like, are we close? Are we far? Like, is it crunch time? And we need to get something in that is uh, nourishing. So I've been doing that and I'm actually really excited to share about the study because I think Uh, If you listen to this, and then you listen to our next podcast about this, uh, and you kind of in between, you start counting, uh, I think that it will be a fun discussion for you to hear about the study and tips on how to get there. So stay tuned. And I'm not lying this time. In two weeks, we will have another
1: episode. Yeah, it will Uh happen uh soon. That's awesome. Um, Okay, number two for me, there's a lot I feel like I could share, but I'm trying to choose ones that feel very impactful, you know, like over the past few months have really made a difference for me, I think, and this is more of a long term thing. I've definitely been doing this for longer than, you know, our podcast recording hiatus, but I have been just like I am with my diet, right with food. I try to be very intentional, like including lots of colors and a lot of diversity. Like those are things that I just know make me feel good. Something that I think I did not pay attention to as much when I was younger, like in my twenties was how alcohol makes me feel. And so, you know, there's a very big drinking culture for good or for bad in our society. And I think that can be, it can be a really loud place and depending on maybe your social circles or like what you're exposed to, I also think the movement towards like sober curious and all that is becoming louder, which, which is good. Right. But I kind of think what's been neglected is, is like the gray area, kind of the in between, especially for younger people, like people in their twenties or their thirties, I think that area is not as clear, and like, not as cool, you know. And so I'm trying to be an advocate for the middle, because I have found personally, that, of course, I don't feel good, you know, if I drink to excess, like, anyone could say that, right, you're not going to feel good. That's, that's a given. But I also think there's, for me personally, I've realized that there's, there is some joy in, you know, sharing a drink with friends or family. Kat and I love wine. Like we wine taste on our podcast regularly, not quite today because it's the morning, (laughs) but I love, like, I will always love red wine. I love trying different wines. I love pairing wine with food. And so that experience is not something I'm going to give up. But I've definitely been far more intentional about my alcohol use over the past several years. And it's kind of gotten, like, sharper, I think, as I got older. Mm-hmm. I'm just better able to maybe, like, tune out the noise or just, you know, if someone asks, like, oh, why aren't you drinking? It just doesn't bother me maybe like it used to. I don't, I don't know if anyone can relate to that. But that's kind of where I'm at. And it makes me feel really good. Like, I feel... I feel much better just overall and definitely like sleeping better but I just I don't know I think I feel more clear on kind of my boundaries I guess around it I love that
0: also because that's so personal to where you are at mm-hmm. and I, I think boundaries in general they work in all areas of our lives but particularly when it comes to drinking alcohol <clears throat> excuse me uh it's but it, because it's a social activity um uh, it kind of mm-hmm. becomes like a thing that we are all doing and the person who is not is almost like there's like that weird social tension and i love that we're trying to hold that tension in the middle ground we're not judging it we're not completely taking a hard stand for or against. We're just listening to the body and uh, to where our personal boundaries are. Also, I think too, for a lot of people that make this shift and and a lot of my nutrition counseling sessions, particularly in the beginning, I cover hydration and really kind of tallying up everything that we might, all the different kinds of drinks you might have. And like Cutting back on alcohol Mm -hmm. brings an opportunity to become a little bit more cognizant of our hydration, which is so wonderful and important to keep up with that in our diet. So I think having this sort of middle ground, for me at least, I've cut back as well, uh, mostly because I'm trying to stay up on my water intake and... I bought myself this like mm-hmm. Yeti tumbler thing and I feel like
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I feel like when I hold it I turn a big It's like it's massive. It's bigger than my head. And I feel like I, when I hold it, I'm like a classic soccer mom that I'm like going to go pick up Harrison from soccer practice, you know, and like Carly needs to get her ballet shoes. Um, I, I feel like I embody somebody different um, who's just like fit and active and hydrated. So uh, anyway, that's, uh, uh, but but having that kind of relationship with food, anything that we put into our bodies, having just a softer lines around it where, where flexibility can uh, be a part of the decision-making. I think it's just so healthy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, And like you said, this is, I mean, anything we're putting into our body, food, water, alcohol, you know, those, those are extremely personal. And because we eat, drink, you know, often in social settings. Sometimes I think you're just kind of subject to like worrying about what other people think or, you know, the direct recipient of like questions about what you're eating or what you're drinking or why you're doing this or why you're doing that. And so I feel like there can be a lot of noise, right? Because you're you're in those social settings, which like we're always gonna be in them. We don't want to eat and drink in isolation because we're social creatures, but I think recognizing when maybe those voices are a little bit too loud and it's time to just kind of tune inward and see like, okay, this is about me. Like, this is about my body, what I feel and what I think is what matters the most. So what makes me feel good? Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm the captain now, you know? Yes, I am the (laughs) queen. (laughs) Um,
0: I, I think that's great. That's a really good one. I've been doing, so you you started off with something that's like massively evidence-based, even though you're like, I wasn't deficient, but I'm like going to take it to bring it up a bit. Um, <laughs> I think that's kind of our stance where it's just like, it has to be within the super like hard lines of like uh, evidence-based. I'm doing something that's not at all. <laughs> okay. It's not that it's not, <laughs> but it's just, it's more, there's nuance to it because each person reacts to um these things differently so I Mm -hmm. um was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and so for all my Hashi people out there uh we are Mm -hmm. tired and can barely do woo woo you know I get you girl or boy but I um have this I've had this sort of thing in the back of my head that sometimes um we know that the chemical structure of gluten sometimes Your body, for people with Hashimoto's, may mistakenly react to gluten as if it was thyroid hormone and may induce an inflammatory response that can cause the thyroid to be inflamed. This is super individual, so it's like a blanket statement to say everybody with Hashimoto's could benefit from a gluten-free diet is actually not true, Um, but it might it might for some people, it might not for some people. And you kind of have to give it a try for a while. And I love bread and pasta and anything that has gluten in it <laughs> so much. And it has been surprisingly difficult <laughs> for me to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Also, too, because I forget that I am trying this out. Like the pizza is already with inside my mouth before I'm like, shoot, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so I'm trying to be more uh, mindful of this decision. I'm going to try it. For, I've been trying it for a couple, I think a month or so. I'm going to keep it up for a little bit longer. But just to see if I can tell if, if, if there's a little bit more energy, um, or if I'm feeling better. Uh, so far, results are not conclusive, but we're going <laughs> to keep going. Still uh-huh, in process. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, it doesn't help that I'm massively inconsistent. So that's wonderful. Uh, but I have been trying like baking or like replacing, you know, flour with almond flour and like gluten-free baking. And that part actually has been pretty um, fun because I think that it sort of, it's a cooking challenge. It also lets you kind of move away from the typical recipes that you always are doing or the same kind of stuff that you're cooking and it's it's been a, I think it's been a good uh, kitchen cooking challenge so far and I'm not suffering as much as I anticipated <laughs> that I would be suffering
1: that's good and I think it's kind of like both of those things both things you've shared so far the the 30 plus plant based foods per week and also kind of dabbling in more gluten-free diet or recipes, more meals. Both of those things sound like they're forcing you to kind of get out of your comfort yeah. zone mm-hmm. a little bit in the mm-hmm. kitchen in terms of you know what you're just what you're buying at the store, like what recipes you're gravitating towards. And so I feel like that's never a bad yeah. thing, right to be, pushed a little bit. Sometimes we need yeah. that because you can get in a cooking rut. For you know? sure.
0: For sure. I mean, life is just demanding enough. It's, it's really easy to get down uh, in that kind of space where you're doing the same meals over and over and over. And you feel like uh, often we blame like, oh, it's healthy eating. is boring. But it's like, no, you're just using the same recipes. It might be fun. Count your 30 plant foods right. and uh, let's make a game out of it. What about... What about you? I know you wanted to share one more thing that you've kind of been doing.
1: I have one more smaller one, but it's something I've been doing pretty consistently. And it has helped, again, kind of back to that mood booster, just like a general kind of uplift in your day. I've been trying to take like a full lunch break which I know for many people can be challenging. Like you want to eat at your desk or, you know, eat quickly so you can go back to work quickly. But my brain works best in the morning. Like by far I'm much more efficient in the morning and afternoons are just like more challenging for me. I'm a, you know, I just, my energy drains quickly. And so what I've been trying to do is take a full hour for lunch, which I know is not feasible for like everyone to do. I happen to have that flexibility right now at this stage, which is really nice. But even if you can't take a full hour, just trying to take what you can. And if you can get outside at all, like that has been a game changer for me. I do a quick walk around the block on my lunchtime. This is something I've done on and off for a while, depending on the job I'm in. But I've been With the job I'm currently in, it's just more feasible right now for me to do it pretty regularly, which is great. So getting outside, it's usually I'm out there for like 10 minutes. So not a long time, but enough time to kind of like walk off my lunch, wake up a little bit if it's sunny, you know, get some sun. And that has helped me immensely when I go back to work in the afternoon, which is like my not as awake time, not my preferred working time, but it's made it a lot easier and I feel much more productive than I did, you know, without that walk. Does that make sense? Yeah.
0: I should do that, Kelly. I really need to do that. <laughs> I, I don't. And sometimes it feels like I'm just surrounded by screens and having that walk is yes. so... Like it's like wow, there's a world out there with other people (laughs) that have nothing to do with my stressed out moment. You know, right before this. Yeah,
1: yeah. That break from screens is is really big. Just like eye health in general. You know, so many of us are staring at screens all day, and being able to look away from that, like forced to look away from that, I think is is really helpful. That's amazing. You should do it.
0: I want that for you. (laughs) I really should. Um i been I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to play around that um I have one more um it's not as like wellness or okay it's not like a massive win I'll just say that keeping it real uh I don't know if <laughs> if um if people that have tuned into our podcast you may remember we did like a sleep or like a night Uh, A morning and PM routine, I think, episode. I don't remember the name of it, but it was sort of like
1: we touched on. I think routine confessions or something. Yeah. Um, That's a good one. And you might be familiar
0: with the fact that I doom scroll for a long ass time before going to (laughs) sleep. Like I do it as a whole, it's a habit. Like I just you know implemented it into I think it started around the pandemic and I just was like our lockdown and uh yeah anyway mm-hmm. I have to say I haven't cut that fully but the time that I spend has come down dramatically and That's awesome. I'm very proud of that progress not that it's like yeah amazing but you know a little less. I think it's good. I also don't feel the compulsion to check as many, like, websites. I don't have, like, the routine of, like, going to different places. But rather, I'd like to read mm. a few pieces, like, articles or whatever. And then just sort of, like, okay, you know, I don't need to know this right now. Which is really nice to <laughs> – I, 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 I still don't know exactly how to fully disengage from that habit. But I am
1: proud of the progress mm-hmm. I've made so far. I'm very proud of you. I feel like that's a big quality of yes. life yes. change because there's so much out there that you could do and scroll and you know it's one thing to kind of like keep up with the news and stuff but I feel like there's kind of a tipping point where it's becomes not Diminishing helpful, returns. right which is where you were living for yep. yes where you were living for a while so I'm glad <laughs> to hear that that's on the down Yeah, me
0: too, <laughs> me too. Good. I really, I needed it. It was getting a little out of hand. Um, and of <laughs> course I, you know, David's next to me. He's sleeping with a, a meditation before bed and like, earplugs and a whole (laughs) mask and a whole routine of like wellness (laughs) and I'm just like nervously scrolling the news so we've we've made some progress oh shit oh shit oh shit (laughs) my fingers were sore afterwards um it's a whole thing no but we've we've made some progress and I think the intention too is letting go of that my need to know because I'm not really gonna change the world unfortunately i mean maybe in a small way through a lovely podcast that we got going on but (laughs) uh but not through uh, doom scrolling news so okay we we do i promise we do have some wonderful podcast episodes coming up so please friends stay tuned we are so excited to be back we've missed you all and of course if there is a uh, requests that you want us to cover, we have a few ideas. We have some exciting uh, episode ideas coming up, but I also, we we love when we get a request because then that means that we are speaking more directly to somebody's uh, health interest or nutrition interest or something, um, and we'd love to support you if we can. So uh, please stay tuned. We come out, our episodes come out every Wednesday, every couple weeks, every other week, Um, And we are on Mm -hmm. Apple Podcast and Spotify. So check us out. We love having uh, our listeners tuned in and um, be a part of our nutrition podcast. So it's been wonderful. I hope everyone is safe and takes care of themselves. And it has been lovely to come back. Thank you so much.
1: Bye. We'll see you in two weeks.
0: Bye. (laughs) Ha <laughs>